Welcome to the Light to Path podcast series, an initiative for women at Roche by the International Women's Network, or IWN, here in Asia Pacific. This series aims to encourage all our listeners to inspire women at Roche to carve their path towards achieving their purpose, career, and personal goals. When we proactively and passionately light her path, we advocate for her, we build her confidence, we increase her presence, and we unlock her potential. This ultimately builds an inclusive environment where all employees can be their authentic selves and thrive at work. Hi, good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, um, depending on where you are. I'd like to introduce um, the fourth podcast of the International Women's Network here in APAC, where we're going to really focus on um, women in science and technology and how it's no longer a man's world. And I'm delighted here to be joined today with um, Aisha Loop and um, Etsuko as well. So um, I'm going to maybe share a little bit of a, a story about my role uh, or terrible role in, um, in supporting women in science. So um, I have three children. Uh, two boys and a little girl and with my little girl I actually do a lot purposely to um, make sure that I help enable her for the future in terms of being anything she wants to be in life but when I was reflecting on this session and about the role of, of women in science I was thinking about what role have I helped my daughter become um, a woman in science and the answer was not much and I was reflecting on my eldest son and I remember um, one Christmas my eldest son um, I bought him his first microscope sketch and, and he loved it right and I'm a scientist by background as well and, um, and I remember you know looking at the slides with him and going in the garden and exploring you know patterns of leaves or insect wings and, and we loved it and then for my uh, middle child Aleem um, I bought him a um, a electric circuit set so how electric circuits work and how we turned on bulbs or how we move um, engines etc and, and he loved that as well but for my little girl it would never have occurred to me or probably even my wife if I'm really honest to buy those types of toys um, for my little girl so you know it made me think about what more can I do she's only nine and um, but what more can I do um, to really bring an interest um, for her in science as well so with that reflection, I guess I want to ask maybe I'll go to Haisha um, and ask you the first question, Haisha. Maybe maybe when you introduce yourself, like who you are, where you're working and what you did. And then the first question I have for you, Haisha, would be what got you interested in technology or science? Thank you, Farid. Uh, this is Haisha. Just a brief uh, introduce me who I am. I'm a principal scientist at Roche Innovation Center, Shanghai. And my, my job is to discover small molecule therapeutics for oncology and autoimmune diseases. This is my job. So to answer your first question, how I get interest in science. So uh, actually, it's a, a long story. So I think I should start from my undergraduate study. I studied chemistry in college. I had very good teachers who let me get to know what is organic chemistry. I like the organic re reaction transformations that by uh, following basic principles, you can create new chemicals from no ones. 
I like to find out the mechanism behind those uh, transformations. And that's why I further uh, pursued PhD training in organic chemistry. Um, but during my graduate study, I was kind of get lost. I didn't like too much my PhD thesis and didn't get high impact research publications at the time. I, I am almost lose my interest as well as my confidence in doing research. And after my graduation, I went together with my husband to the U.S. and was fully a, house, a housewife for more than half a year. It was a little boring, so I decided to further pursue postdoc training. And very luckily, I got an offer from Professor Patrick Harren's lab at UCLA. And after joined Professor Harren's lab, uh, I worked extremely hard in order to adapt myself to the new environment. Uh, I did have a very hard time, but fortunately, I started to get to know what research is and how I can set up experiments to answer scientific questions. And uh, my supervisor, Professor Harren, is a very passionate person. He is obsessed with his research and his passion and dedication are also uh, very inspiring. And I got to understand if you are deeply dedicated in research, uh, when your hypothesis is validated or invalidated, you will indeed enjoy what you get from the whole process and get fun from it. So after three years training, I think I'm ready for the next adventure to transform what I learn into something valuable. So during my postdoctoral research, I worked on the discovery of grilling isotransferase inhibitor as potential therapeutic for anti-obesity by using the molecules we made, we answered some fundamental biological questions, but those molecules are far away from being a drug. So I was really curious at the time about how to make a drug in the pharma industry. And that's why I came to Roche and started my scientific journey here. That's great, Haishan. And I hope that, you know, many of the hypotheses that you're having today at Roche are um, accelerated um, into, obviously, innovative molecules that can make a difference for patients. And thanks for that. Ed Suko, um, same question to you. If you can introduce yourself and what you do here in Roche. And then really interested as well, like what got you interested in, I guess it's technology for you, right? Thank you. Hi, Farid. Hi, Farid. Hi, Cher. Uh, thank you for ha- having me today. I'm Ed Komuto. Lead APAC North Cluster Dia Commercial IT based in Tokyo. Uh, I'm so excited to have a conversation with you. Actually, diversity is always in my heart, in the center of my heart. Uh, really happy to be here today. The question, what got me interested in tech in science? That actually, I'm not very technical person. I've been in the IT field for more than 25 years. I worked on some programming at an early stage, but uh, through my IIT experience, I mainly worked on system analysis, project management, the more coordination side, then in leadership roles. Actually, my passion for IT is changing people's lives through technology. Technology is a tool, and the 
uh, making impact to the people. And it can be done only through the collaborative effort of experts in IT who know the real technology and also business and the people. Then evolving day by day, that's quite an exciting part. And that's my passion on technology. That's great. How technology can change people's lives. So maybe Atsuka, maybe you can bring on that, right? Because I understand you've got a really interesting story. So maybe a little bit different where, you know, my background or Haisha's background with scientists by background in terms of educated scientists. But but Atsuko, you know, you don't have that, you know, IT background, right, from a university perspective or an academic perspective. So, you know, what I'd really be interested in is, is can you share your journey of how you got where you are today? And maybe what were the highs for you as a woman during that journey? What were the lows for you as a woman? What did you experience with some of the challenges um, along that way? Yeah, actually, my career path uh, was not so straight. And I actually studied language, French, university. And after graduating university, I joined a small domestic liquor importer as a public relations staff. After one year of big disappointment with reality, I mean the, yeah, the very yeah, predominance of men over women culture, the traditional one in Japan, I jumped into a totally new field. It was IT. I got education and worked as a programmer and a system engineer at a domestic system integrator for external customers for two and a half years. But I had to quit uh, there for a personal reason. Then I joined an uh, American pharmaceutical company and worked as a research and planning staff in the marketing department, uh, where I processed data and prepared a report to headquarters in the United States. Then moved to a global consumer goods company and worked as a system analyst and project manager in IT department for 12 years. After that, in the same company, I was assigned to a new product development lead, but uh, after all, actually within six months, I realized that I couldn't have passion for the product itself because it was tobacco. And I wanted to come back to healthcare and IT. And Roche was a very special company for me for a long time, focusing on better QOL of people, which I learned when I was working at the American pharmaceutical company in my 20s. Then I joined RDKK, Daya Japan, in 2007 in IT department. I made a long way around, but uh, all those experiences finally took me to the place. And the most grateful thing is I could meet great leaders, colleagues, and friends who inspired, supported, and encouraged me along the journey. That is the reason why I also wanted to be a person and leader who can help people to flourish, thrive, while staying true to themselves. That's my story. Thanks, Etsuko. Maybe maybe kind of dig a little bit deeper in your story. I think when you first started, you know, um, so fascinated that you uh, studied languages. Um, I personally am a horrible languages. But, you know, you, you said it was a little bit difficult in Japan, right? Um, male-dominated, let's say, work environment. Um, can you share a little bit more what that was like for you and what impact that had? I believed uh, before... Uh, joining the company, I believe that I could have the kind of yeah equal opportunity because in the education stage, it's like high school, university, if we could do well, 
it was appreciated. But uh, in the real society, it didn't work in that way. For example, at the first company, uh, I didn't know uh, before joining, but uh, women had to come to the office earlier than men uh, for 30 minutes, need to clean up the desk, wash the uh, teacups and prepare teas for men. So uh, I, I was so disappointed. Wow. That's a kind of ex- extreme example. And they don't think that uh, every Japanese company is doing that practice. And uh, it was yeah, more, more than yeah, 30 years ago and a very extreme example. Uh, yeah, that, that was an uh, yeah, experience I had at the time. You, you are right, though, right? I just reflected on what you say, right? We go through education and um, you judged on your grades, right? You may be, you know, and that's, and so there's equality in that, right? Um, but then when you get in the workforce, it doesn't matter how good your grades are. Um, it mattered more maybe what sex you are, how old you were as well. So um, no, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, hi, Cher. Same, same question to you, you know. Again, a little bit about the journey of where, you know, you, you've shared a little bit about professors who've influenced you. And I'm really interested, you know, the, the struggles, the trials, the tribulations, you know, the, the, the moments where you felt impacted as a woman because of your sex. But then when you were really enabled and, and got through that as well. So, yeah. Can you share, a, go a little bit deeper into your journey? Yeah, sure. I joined the Josh in uh, 2011. Actually, uh, this is my first job. And uh, yeah, I have been in this company for more than 10 years. I, I think my, my career path is uh, falling a bell-shaped curve. And at the beginning stage, as a newbie in, this, in the field, I had a strong passion and a desire to, to learn. And everything was uh, so fresh. Uh, in the first uh, three to four years, I participated in uh, several projects led by other senior colleagues. Uh, I quickly learned a lot and also sold some uh, very critical issues in projects, uh, which made me feel at the top. And I think I was fully ready for next adventure at the time. And in early 2018, uh, I started to independently lead projects. And my first project is a very big one. And we have a very big project team, in, including um, multiple disciplines. I would say it has been one of the highest resourced projects within PIRAT. And we, we were trying to discover a first-in-class molecule for treating autoimmune diseases. Being a therapeutic mortality leader, um, scientific knowledge, um, managerial skill and uh, co- communication skills, all essential components required. Actually, it was a little challenge for me at the beginning. In many times, in order to find a good idea, I need to work very hard and use extra time. In 2019 to 2020, uh, actually, my project has had a huge challenge in moving into next milestone. At the time, we, we couldn't make our molecule more efficacious and orally bioavailable. And it, it almost took my team a year to solve the problem. Right now, for this project, it is ongoing very smoothly. And we have got a clinical lead. And hopefully, we can advance it 
as quick as possible to clinical development. So along the project progression, there are always ups and downs, and perseverance, hardworking, and composure can always help me to de- deal with various situations. No, that, thanks for sharing that. I, I'm just just conscious, and you know, you mentioned being with Roche for ten years. Were there any times where, let's say, your ideas, or let's say you're presenting, um, you know, to 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 the people, was there any time where you felt your ideas or maybe your views were taken less seriously than than others because you're a woman or not? Actually, I would say no, Good. because you you know at Roche. We have a very、uh, good culture. Actually, we promote the gender parity, and we have an inclusive and diversity culture. So, as a woman in、uh, our department, it's kind of a mi- minority. Just ten years ago, even、uh, for female scientists with a PhD degree, it is even less.、Uh, I take this as an advantage. Because the visibility for female scientists is much higher than the male. I love that. That's great. So, so your message to other women is: if if you are a minority, use it as your advantage. Yeah, stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Good. That's great advice. You mentioned that I share about culture a little bit, and、um, which kind of leads me on to the next next question, right? So, you're practicing at the moment, working in Shanghai. Is that correct? Ah,、uh, yeah, in Shanghai. So then. Is there a, like remove yourself from Roche culture, work culture? Are there any challenges within Chinese society around being respected、um, equally as a woman? And can you share what you know? Share those struggles. Yeah,、uh, actually,、uh, in China、uh, right now, the society is moving towards a more inclusive and diverse culture, but traditionally. When a man go to work outside and women take care everything at home, but right now in the vast majority of families, both men and women work to support the family. But twenty years ago, when I started to pursue my PhD, the culture didn't favor girls to pursue higher education in science, and there was a culture bias at the time, and. There was kind of saying there are three genders: male, female, and female doctor. So you know the stereotype for female doctor was、yeah. not that positive. So it's kind of pressure for girls who want to devote themselves to to science. So so twenty years ago, right? So even though、yeah. you look really young, you mentioned being with Roche for ten years, and you you know you mentioned your background and in, in academia. So, what helped you then break out from that cultural norm, or what was expected? Was it influence of parents? Was it determination? What? How did you? Actually, I think being young is being courageous, right? So, actually, for the young people, they don't want to follow the tradition. Yeah, yeah just just want to break something old. So, I think at that time, I know there is、uh, the culture bias. But just I I didn't listen too much from the outside. Just follow my heart. That's great advice. Following your heart, Etsuko, you already touched on this a little bit, right? About Japanese culture. But again, I'm yet to travel to Japan. Even though now I'm living in Asia, it's on my bucket list.、Uh, so I can't wait. 
But yeah. I found it really interesting that you said you were the first woman on an all-male, traditionally all-male leadership team. Can I ask, did that change how you, how you would normally lead? Yes, I actually had a big struggle when I become a, became a first female and uh, a youngest LT member at RDKK. RDKK is Daya Japan in 2011. Okay. And uh, yeah, many people surprised with that uh, women took that role. At the time, no one believed that women can take IT role. The, there was a, a very strong stereotype that the leader should be strong, know everything, and always be standing in higher position like a man, strong man. I questioned to myself if I want to be like that, like a, a young lady, but it is not my way. I decided not to follow that stereotype, but uh, to stay true to myself, being authentic and humble, open to others, encouraging people. Sometimes I had to ignore noises which do nothing but harm. It helped to build a trusting relationship with others and build an open flat culture in my team as a good collaboration base. Now, I, I think I could be the kind of a yeah, new leadership style in the organization. That's great. So, so, so your advice then um, for any women out there that you know might join leadership positions or in male-dominated positions is, or, or anything is, is just be yourself, right? Lead, and then don't try to be something you're not meant to be. Just be the authentic self. And that's yeah. great advice. It, it, you know, in, 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 I would I would give exactly the same advice to anybody. Actually, don't try and show up as somebody that you're not. Just make sure you're you're true to yourself. And that's really good advice. Yeah. So, last question to both of you: What advice would you give to either a parent, or, or more importantly, maybe to um, other women out there who would like to explore a career in science or technology, um, and maybe? Um, Etsuko, I'll, I'll go, go to you and ask you that question first. Yeah, I actually like to say to them, don't give up and don't need to do everything perfectly. You can ask other support and you can find your reason. Uh, still in Japan, uh, as Haisha mentioned, it is passed in the China, but uh, there is a persistent traditional gender role notion that men work outside and women take care of family and home. In the past, not limited to this company, I saw many disappointing cases uh, where excellent female young talent gave up their careers at their marriage or having babies. I see the situation has improved recently, but I think this is not just a matter of women's side. Uh, we, of course, including men, all must shift away from the traditional gender role. Yeah, this is not just advice to the uh, yeah, female, yeah, the scientist or uh, technologist, but uh, this is a kind of message to all. No, thank, thanks for that. So it's a high show. We learned from Etsuko, great piece of advice, right? Just follow your dreams, don't give up. Other than that, Haisha, like what advice would you give to women who have a real interest in science and technology? What, what, where would you tell them to begin how to start? So I, 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 I do have uh, some advice for the young girls who want to join the drug discovery. Uh, first of all, uh, again, as said, uh, drug discovery is a very exciting area with the increased disease biology understanding, technology advancement. We see more and more uh, life-changing therapeutics 
have been advanced to the market and benefit the patients. So I'm uh, really proud to be part of the drug discovery. And I would encourage the young girls to join the discovery field. Um, you, you will be very happy to be surrounded by a group of uh, excellent scientists who share the same vision and value with you. It's really fun to work together and to do something great. So secondly, in order to do well in this job, um, you need to be very prepared because drug discovery, as said, is a very dynamic and the knowledge are evolving every day. So you, you need to be an infinite learner to be up to date on knowledge. So in addition, drug discovery is uh, not easy and there are a lot of uh, failures uh, in every step of the value chain. So you need to be prepared for challenges and the failures. You need perseverance and you need to accumulate the knowledge and then become the best of yourself. Lastly, I would say happy family is very important and it's the foundation for you to pursue your career aspiration. So to find a good partner who has the same interest with you or who can understand and support you. Your career is may, may not always going towards the direction that you expect to be. And we may face a lot of challenges. Your, your family can always back you up. And your, your husband is always the, the someone you can complain to. And in addition, at work, you can forget your gender. But when facing family members, please remember your gender and be responsible for various roles uh, as a wife, as a mom, and as a daughter. Thanks, Haisha, for your advice. And, and, and Etsuko, for your views as well. Um, I can't believe it's time. Um, it's gone really quickly. I've really enjoyed the dialogue. I want to say a big thank you to you for sharing both your stories and your views and your opinions. Um, for me, it's been a pleasure to host this because um, I've got to know two amazing women leaders um, in Asia as well. So I've made a, made two friends from this, which has been wonderful as well. Um, I want to say a big thank you. Hopefully this has inspired more women who are thinking about getting either a career in science or in technology. And, um, and yeah, and reach out to Haisha or Edsuko um, if you want to understand a little bit more about them or curious how you can get into more of our scientific fields here in Roche or in our IT enabled fields as well. Um, I want to wish you all the best of health and, um, and success. And yeah, take care, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Light to Path. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, sign up for our Coffee Chat series, which will happen in two weeks' time. Our coffee chats are a space for colleagues to learn and discuss specific topics so we can all learn about creating an inclusive environment at work. You can sign up for these sessions by clicking the link in the description. Join us for the next episode of our Light Apart podcast.